0: Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy for Me. I've been trying to think of an example of what this episode is going to be like. And it's kind of like maybe the third week into the summer term. Or it's maybe that football match with two games to go before the end of the season and nothing's riding on it because both teams are going to finish mid-table. Because it doesn't feel like it's got real purpose or real kind of gravitas this week it's just kind of a one of those kind of weeks really so um, apologies in advance because I don't think you're going to learn anything particularly new and I don't think you I'm going to stop you in your tracks um, and I'm also going to do a couple of bits out of order but you'll get you'll get it as I go along but just 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 let it happen because it kind of is what it is this week right let's have a bit of let's have a bit of twangy guitar And we'll we'll try and get into something. Monday. I have one of those niggling concerns. One of those problems that's really, really irritating. And it's to do with my Mac. I've got a Mac Mini on my desk and a screen on my wall and I've got a magic keyboard and a magic mouse which basically is Apple's version of a, a wireless keyboard and a wireless mouse and absolutely fine and my Mac Mini is kind of hidden away under the under the desk and it's um, it's my second Mac Mini uh, second or third second Mac no maybe third Mac Mini and it started doing something that the other ones have never done so the positionings I've had Two machines in the same position as, as this one, so it's got nothing to do with that. And I've had Magic Keyboard and Magic Mouse before, so it's nothing to do with that, as far as I can tell anyway. And what happens is that after about a week, a fortnight, three weeks, whatever, have been switched on, my keyboard starts to lag. So I'll press a button and nothing will happen on screen. So if you imagine you're typing into a document, I will press A and I'll have to wait for a second for A to appear, and I'll, then I'll press N and I'll have to wait for a second for N to appear, and T and so on, and you get the idea. But then what will happen is, and it's particularly bad on the space key, you'll press the space key once, but it, the space will move on eight times or nine times, or, and there's not a, a fixed number. So you've got this ridiculous lag. But then at odd points it catches up, um, and when it catches up, it does crazy things. So, if you imagine on uh, an email, I can use and I, I use shortcut keys all the time. So on, on an email, I'll use the back key to get to delete an email. But then what will happen is it will it will think I've pressed the key four or five times, and it will and it will delete five emails when I only wanted to delete one. And then you've got to go back into junk and you have to find the ones that you deleted and yada 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 so every time every time it happens the only way to solve it is to reboot the mac um and the mouse at the same time is working fine so it's not the mouse it's just it's just the keyboard and i've done some searching and i can't find a solution for this i can't find on the very mac on all the forums and what have you a solution that has worked for me i found some suggestions and they've just not worked and I've not as yet got round to going back to Apple to say this is happening which I must do but it's happened again this week and it's really really irritating and it's that kind of annoy a middle-aged man irritating because it shouldn't do it there's no reason why it should do it it's got nothing to do with where the mac is under the desk the proximity is still fine it shouldn't be affected by that and it's only just in it only started happening on this particular mac which is, I mean, this is an M1 Mac, I think. So it might have something to do with that. I'm not quite sure. But the fact is, it's just a pain. So I'm throwing it out there in desperation on a Saturday morning that if anybody thinks they know how to solve this problem, and I know that's a big ask because I'm asking, and not because you're not, beautiful, fantastic, gorgeous, intelligent people because it's a relatively small pond that I'm fishing in. But if you think you can help me, please, please, please reach out because I'm desperate to know how to solve this because it's really, really winding me up. Tuesday. One of the first grown-up books I read um, was a book by Alan Plater called The Beiderbeck Affair and it's a... A relatively slim uh, little thing it's very northern um, and it's about uh, a couple of teachers uh, one who's a conservationist and one who's uh, a jazz freak uh, and they are uh, pretty much polar opposites getting involved in a very gentle kind of um, mystery um, it's it's not a murder mystery thing it's not midsummer murders but it's probably a in terms of its style it's a bit of a precursor to that that kind of thing um, there's there's you know it's got bits of Thursday murder Club and those kind of things going on in it um, but it's from a gentler point in time and it's based in Leeds and it's absolutely fantastic and it's just something that in the style it was written it's warm and it's funny and it's poignant and I loved it I read it, and I absolutely loved it. It's really easy to read. It's very difficult to get, or it walked for a long time pre-internet. It was difficult to get because it went out of print fairly quickly. And it was turned into an ITV um, drama. And I started watching it again this week, or comedy drama. And it reminded me how... how Beautiful it was. James Bolam's in it, Barbara Flynn's in it. There's a there's a whole fantastic supporting cast of characters and performances in it. And you can get it on ITVX. And if you fancy something really of its time, um, because it's it's eighties. I don't know what point in the eighties it was made. Um, it's it's really really beautiful. It's re- it's really worth it's really worth the time and the watch. But if you can find the book, uh, and I'm just while we're talking, I'm just going to have a look um to see if if it's easy to get um and you probably can get it relatively cheaply um simply because you know it will it'll be pence uh, the trilogy in world of books used is 5.99 you can buy the individual book um for 3 349 um again world of books you probably will go to any of the second hand book uh, places and you'll be able to you'll be able to find it um, and there's 3 there's bidebeck um affair there's bidebeck tapes and bidebeck connection is the is the last one but i think the only way you can get that is to buy um the trilogy but it, but yes well worth just well worth seeking out well worth a read uh and well worth a watch and warm fuzzy feeling is the only thing i can say with regard to to back, it's about the best way of describing it, if I'm being honest. Wednesday. Big night at Bramall Lane tonight. Um, end of the season comes around, as far as we're concerned. There's still three games to go, but the important bit was tonight. After the excitement of an FA Cup semi-final on Saturday, which was ultimately very disappointing, and a very, very long day, uh, we walked in, we left... At, at sort of nine o'clock in the morning, and walked in around about one o'clock in you know, on Sunday morning. So it was a long, a long old schlep down to down to Wembley uh, to get beaten by arguably the best team in the world. We 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 got back up to a game where we could control our own destiny. We've had a great season. We've been second in the table since the the end point of of November. I always said that if we got to um, if I got into second and we got a reasonable gap, we wouldn't be shifted and we haven't been shifted. And we beat West Brom 2-0 um, to get promoted to the Premier League. And it was a it, it was more relief than joy. I think when it happened last time, it was it was pure joy because it hadn't happened for such a long time. But we were in the Premier League obviously through COVID, so we've only been in back in the championship two, two years. Uh, this is the second season back so we felt like i mean look we were one of the best two teams in the division we should have gone up we 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 should have gone up the it, 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 football i mean look football there's all these strange things that go on but the fact is the two best squads in the division were us and burnley and we both were in the in the positions all the way through so it would have been a bit of a travesty if we'd not gone up um but we still needed to finish it off and we finished it off and so there was that sense of the palpable sense of relief more than you know more than um, uh, that. That I say that sheer unadulterated pleasure that there was the last time round. But what was really great—the thirty thousand and fifty people there. Um, so it was as near as damn at a sellout, as virtually as many people as I've ever. I, I think I think I've been in thirty two, thirty three when there's been more away fans, but I don't think I've been in a in a ground where, in a Bramble Lane when there's been more home fans in. And when it came to it. After all the scenes you see in football of pitch invasions and all those kind of things, and of the scenes at Forest last year when we had the the issues with the Forest fans streaming onto the pitch in the end of the playoff semi final, and then the th- the issues that came about because of that, the call went out to the United fans: don't come on the pitch. And not one person encroached on the pitch out of thirty thousand and fifty people. Not one person uh, thought coming on the pitch was a great idea. So. And it was like, it was live on telly. so if you saw those pictures, what it meant was um, the, the 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 team came back on, and we had a, a, a wonderful celebration of half an hour or so of the team slowly working the way around the pitch, which was great, um, and, the, and the and the pictures back were great, and it was just beautiful, and the noise was was fantastic, but it also showed. What that connection with the fans can be, the respect between the fans and the team, and how when it's done properly, it's a it's a really really great thing. So I thought United fans were great at Wembley, and I thought they were equally great on Wednesday night. So kudos to a special bunch of fans on a special night, uh, and we are now Premier League. <laughs> I told you I was going to go out of sequence and um, I'm going to go out of sequence now um, because I'm going to talk about Richard Sharp, who's resigned from the BBC on the back of the report coming out into all this nonsense with regard to him organising a loan for Boris Johnson. And there's two points I want to make on this. well, three points. It's out of time because it didn't happen technically until tomorrow as far as TFM is concerned. But I'm doing it today because I've got something specific to talk about for Friday. Take a breath. Um, the the couple of points. One is everything connected with Johnson, everything connected with that government. It just feels dirty. People who I might not agree with politically, but were probably good, decent people, have just become mired in everything that goes on with that man and that time, and that government, because here's another one, here's another one who's been dragged down by association with that particular time. Um, I'm not going to say I'm going to agree with him politically, but I don't think he was um, a, a terrible individual, uh, you know. I, and I and I just think that you ended up people who who, who who, who wanted to be associated with him and what they thought was the success of him then do things that just, for for want of a better term, were just absolutely stupid. So I think it's, I think it's good that he's... He, well, look, it was obvious he was going to have to go and they're going to have to look at some of the other political appointments as well that went along with it because it's not just him. But I think it's a real sad indictment of of that government and where we found ourselves that you're having this kind of thing going on and it's still going on and there's still more to come out Uh, and we haven't even got into the COVID inquiry yet um it's it's just you know and we still haven't really come to a conclusion with regard to Johnson and lying to Parliament so there's 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 loads more to to play out yet um the, the second thing was It doesn't matter about the colour or the flavour. You can't have a political party involved in senior appointments at the BBC, any appointments at the BBC, but certainly not senior appointments at the BBC because it's just wrong. It's just wrong. We want a strong, independent state broadcaster. We want one that, where it's possible, can be impartial and you don't get that when you have situations with appointments like that and possibly with some of the appointments that have been made by certainly the the Blair government in in the past, so it's got to be independent from now on. This is what happens when you get this wrong. You you damage an institution that we should be really really proud of, um, and you know we just got to hope hope because he does seem at times to be more sensible that that Sunak will look at this, realise he shouldn't be getting his paws anywhere near it, and let it let it manage its own affairs as they should be managed. Friday. You may remember in the very early weeks of TFM, I put a call out to anybody uh, at the start of the pandemic just to say, if you want to do a therapy for me, please feel free. I'd love and would still love people to do a TFM. I'd still love to be able to share other people's weeks other people's contents, other people's thoughts. This this is a it's an open format, and um, and the idea is very very simple. You you know you, you you just capture a few snippets of audio through the week, and you just you know it is there for you. It's I it, I can't begin to tell you how cathartic an experience this this remains uh, for me. Um, so if you want to give it a go, please give it a go. Now around that time, though, we didn't necessarily directly do a a TFM. I um, one of the people I follow uh, a guy called Christian Payne who goes uh, by um, the handle of Documentally. He recorded some audio while he was on holiday in Mevagissey, and I heard it and I thought this is great. This is this is TFM esque um, in terms of what it was. And I asked him if I could I could uh, publish it as an extra, and he very kindly said yes. And so we published a guest episode of TFM. And the reason why I'm telling you all this again is because I'm one, you know it though. You might well have forgotten it is that um, for the first time since the pandemic, um, Christian and I who speak, you know, fairly regularly uh, got together in Leeds yesterday for what was supposed to be an hour and ended up being closer to two and a half. Uh, I missed a train in the process and and he nearly missed one as well, uh, which was less of an issue for me, far more of an issue for him. But, Fortunately, we both ended up on the right trains. Um, and we sat in a very, very uh, nice little coffee spot in Leeds called the Brew Society. And we had two tremendous toasted sandwiches, which we went halves on, uh, which is the only way to do it. Um, though his had jalapeno in, which is a little bit too... I'm a little bit pathetic when it comes to spicy stuff. Um, and we chatted and we recorded because that's what audio people do when they get together they record. So when I sat down with Mary recently we recorded. When I sat down with Christian yesterday we recorded and we had a great time just bantering away and he said to me what you know what do you call two what do you call two middle-aged men in a room and of course the answer is a podcast and he's 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 kind of right. Um and it was just lovely to see him. Uh and it was I really lovely to spend a bit uh, you know that that bit of time and we we, we, when we switch on, we just go. And I've known him, I've known him for a long, long time because we, he, he was involved in the mobile journalism community, or Mojo. And what that basically means is from very early on, they were capturing content on mobile phones and they needed to get decent audio into mobile. So it was all about small bits of kit. It's all about having a recording studio literally in a backpack or even in a, a, a little satchel. It's, it's It really is about small stuff. So, you know, we did the thing that we do when we always got together. We get our bits of kit out and we show each other what we're using, this, that and the other and we messed about with a few bits and it was great. So, first off, huge, huge kudos uh, to Christian uh, and if you're not following him, you ought to check out uh, what he does and a lot of his blog stuffs really, 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 really interesting. Um, so, I'll, I'll put a link on, have a look at that. It's always worth looking at. Um Secondly, huge shout out to the Brew Society, uh, which if you ever find yourself in Leeds at the railway station, is only five minutes away. Probably not even that, and is just great because you can have a great coffee, you can have a great uh, you know lunch, or you can have a beer. So what's what's not to love about that? And we did we did both. We thought about it. We we were we were very well behaved, but we thought about it. Um, and just a shout out to anybody who might want to do one of these then let me know because, you know, we can talk it through and it would be lovely to hear somebody else's take on this because, as I say, it's, it's in a computer sense, it's open source um, and it's not, I mess around with the format, it's not particularly strict, you know, it's about capturing those moments, it doesn't need to be long. Um, today's is probably going to come in at 20 minutes but I've done them at 15, I've done them at 25 Just, just, I'm putting the shout out again to see if anybody, anybody fancies it. Right, on that note, I'm going. I hope you well. Uh, Have a, have a great long weekend. The first of two on the bounce, all a bit odd. Don't get me started on the coronation, but we'll probably get into that next week. Um, And I'll speak to you all soon. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.